clinical Up. clinical Up. clinical population population clinical population population clinical population hello everybody my name is gabby i'm john i'm bonnie and i'm chris and welcome to clinical, clinical population i got too excited <laughs> <laughs> introducing music therapists to new bops and new bops to music therapy um buckle up all right (laughs) buckle up uh folks today we have some new voices on the podcast Uh, these are our fellow music therapy podcaster friends bonnie and chris what's up welcome to the show hey bonnie and chris (laughs) uh bonnie can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your podcast Of course. So I'm Bonnie and I am a music therapist in Denver, Colorado, uh, with my own private practice, Rhythmic Roots Music Services. And I serve um, individuals with various disabilities and abilities, um, pretty much age three and up. And uh, one population in particular that I have a heart for is adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, which is the topic of my podcast navigating adulthood and IDD. It's not music therapy specific necessarily, but um, it's more population specific. And I interview other professionals that work with individuals with IDD and other music therapists. So music therapy comes up, but yeah, it just isn't a place to gather resources for adults with disabilities. Awesome. Cool. All right, Chris. Yeah. I'm a music therapist. I live and work in the Louisville, Kentucky area. Uh, I specifically work for the University of Louisville, which is my alma mater. And we have a clinic on campus that serves all kinds of populations. Um, Right now, you know, we've been back and forth with a little bit of uh, telehealth, some in-person things, some hybrid, you know, kind of in-person or outside or different things like that. And so if anybody wants to follow anything we do, um, our tag on Facebook and Instagram is at U of L M T C. And I also host a podcast that kind of like Bonnie is not necessarily music therapy specific. It's called make more music. And, uh, it's just showing, I like all the things that me as a teenager, what I wanted to see what people were doing, making a living in the music community. So from artists to music therapists to sound healers to audio engineers. So it's just a cool glimpse into different people's uh, daily lives. Sound healers. Awesome. Yeah, that one's a wild one. You got to go back. It's like. I, I need to check that out. <laughs> Maybe number 17-ish, Maria Stark. She is also Ooh. a music therapist, but she does a lot of outside of the uh, norm stuff too. And she's also an artist and she is does some cool wild stuff wow interesting cool well everyone go check out their podcasts because they are great podcasts (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's get started we are going to be listening to an artist we actually had on our first season paradox and we'll be listening to his song 
his new song called Lighthouse. So hope you guys enjoy. Shining out across the troubled seas Some men have come to me Discover love and peace A safe place of refuge Amidst the rising waves That harbor in the storm Work to keep the night Yo, there's the ups and downs But no doubt that I wanna tough it out Maybe I suffer now And then it comes around No telling what I found It's buried underground Safe to say the sums and amounts Too much to count So when I number blessings It's a humbling lesson A truly beautiful view Like when the sun is setting And if it zooms in on you Then tell me what's depressing I guess I ain't got a clue on what these students question Feeling like each day is one more than I deserve But these youth seem to take it like some kind of curse Can't even find the words to hide inside a verse Heart swelling in my chest like it's trying to burst Don't let the darkness tell you what your life is worth Let the light in first because your cries are heard I know it rides your nerves and it's a big effort Plus it might get worse before it gets better See I was never a fan of the sugar coat But I'll do whatever I can to help you look for hope Keep your ship afloat if you're pinned against the ropes Or simply missing folks on that sentimental note I don't pretend to know if in the end some sense is shown But convinced the most uplifting sure isn't the cynic's road A beacon through the seasons, keep it in your scopes A decent reason for believing when the wind is cold This that lighthouse shining out across the troubled seas Some they come to me, discover love and peace A safe place of refuge amidst the rising waves That harbor in the storm won't to keep the night at bay So if the clouds gather and the lightning crashes Know you're not alone, we can fight the sadness Please believe me, despite the signs of distress No one's life has to wind up shipwrecked Yes, now take a deep breath We all just need the grace enough to make it each step It helps us keep check when beset by regrets And seeking wellness could never be a weakness So if the daily crazy leaves your evening sleepless Embrace some basic ways to de-stress and refresh A bit of fresh air may be the best care For a better headspace, meditate to get there Don't neglect connections, don't let wounds fester But don't agonize on bad ties that you've severed Don't forget to listen, don't burn bridges Mend fences in your friendships when they turn distant Lean into the tension Don't fear the silence It's not about the quiet But what you might hear behind it Don't mind the climate Or what the waves destroyed Sometimes the breaking points Are where we find the greatest joy This that lighthouse Shining out across the troubled seas Some they come to me Discover love and peace A safe place of refuge Amidst the rising waves That harbor in the storm Walk to keep the night at bay So if the clouds gather And the lightning crashes Know you're not alone We can fight the sadness Please believe me Despite the signs of distress Stress, no one's life has to wind up shipwrecked. And that was Lighthouse by Paradox. What did you guys think? I thought it was great. Um, I like the combination of the kind of lo-fi sounds and the off-kilter beat and the trumpet and things like that uh, with this forward momentum song. It's like the tension of of life but still pushing forward. So uh, I liked the music relationship and it took me – I had to listen to it a couple times before I paid – extra attention to the lyrics just because I was really locked into the groove. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't listen to too much music that like this is kind of outside of what I typically listen to. So I really liked the vibe, um, the trumpet and everything in it. Um, but yeah, I really had to zone in on the lyrics and like um, I pulled them up on on iTunes so I could like read along with it um, and get a better appreciation for it. Yeah. And um, uh, like John, I I don't listen to hip hop too much, though. I feel like I should because I really enjoyed it. And every every listen, I enjoy it. I enjoy it more and more and I get really into it. And I really like especially when like the words were stretched, like with effort at that one point. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a really good groove, kind of what everyone's saying. The trumpet super stands out. Um, And with that and like that really steady beat, um, it's got a really good groove. Good for good for movement. Yeah, going off the words, there's actually a part in the second verse where he says, pause. And then the music actually pauses as Mm -hmm. well. So it's kind of this cool interplay between what the words are saying and what the music is doing. And I just I just really love that. Yeah. He yeah. actually, the background vocals go <gasps> and take a deep breath too. Oh, I didn't know that. Track. Yeah. On the headphones, I didn't hear it when I listened to it in the car, but when I listened to it on the headphones, I noticed uh, you can hear like a, <gasps> like a deep breath behind his uh, rapping in, the, in that verse on that part. That's awesome. I need to listen to that again. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me that's like Eminem's got a lot of those kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Where he plays a lot with stuff like that and it reminded me of just being a kid because I loved Eminem when I was like in <laughs> probably before I was allowed to, but like elementary <laughs> and early middle school and stuff like that. So I was really mm-hmm. into the first couple of Eminem albums. Eight Mile. Pre eight mile man. Pre eight mile. This is like the shady LP, and then Ooh, yes, yeah, my name is and stuff like that. Wicka wicka slip shady. <laughs> yeah, it definitely had like an Eminem or a like Lincoln Park kind of feel, like when the Lincoln Park raps. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, with like playing that. with the lyrics and the sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I also kind of like the way um, the lyrics progressed. Mm. So Paradox told us a little bit about what the song was about. And um, so it was for, well, okay, so Paradox is a high school teacher. Like, that's his full-time job. And then part-time, he makes music on the side. So this song was actually for his students who were finishing their high school careers in a distance learning setting. Mm -hmm. So because of coronavirus, right? So, I mean, it was like primarily for his students, but it was for anyone, you know, during this time who just needs a sense of hope. So after reading that, it's kind of cool seeing how in verse one, it's like him talking about his experience, observing and seeing his students experience, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. 
So he's like talking about how he sees his students seeing each day like a curse and how his heart is, you know, swelling mm. for them. And so, you know, it's like that whole first verse is just him saying how he's feeling mm. and what he's seeing. And like pleading. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the second verse is more, I guess, action. And, you know, he's telling them, here are things that might help, like mm. taking a breath, um, you know, meditating and don't neglect connection and don't let wounds fester. Mm -hmm. I like how, yeah, he kind of, it's almost like state of the, the union, you know, at the first part, it's just like, this is kind of what's going on. The hook then is kind of like the first, you know, this is what it could be. And then verse two is like, how could we get there? And then he mm -hmm. brings the hook yeah. in again. Mm -hmm. um, my wife is a high school English teacher. So I just thought like, Man, what would they do if she she wrapped them a song? For, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was pretty cool. It's like a cool cool version of like vitamin C, you know. Like this is way better than like as we as we. There we go. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but I was wondering too. I know y'all had him on before. Uh, I did like some brief scanning. Do you know why he goes by paradox? No, 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 actually. I have no idea. No, I'm wondering. I'm curious. <laughs> I don't like have a fast one. There's no card up my sleeve or anything. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I should have asked him. I kept thinking about it. I was like, why paradox? Why paradox? But I liked, I feel like the glimpse I could see of his humanity too is like, see, I was never a fan of the sugar coat but I'll do whatever I can to help you look for hope because I think the song, you know, could be, you know, yeah, do these things, do these things, but it really shows that he's like putting his neck out there a little bit. Like these are not necessarily like, you know, his natural inclination. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought that was kind of cool. Like, you know, in this time where, you know, someone needs a lighthouse, someone, someone needs to be that lighthouse or, you know, we need to find things that are that lighthouse, the harbor and the storm. So I think it's like, I don't particularly like sugarcoating things, but I'll do whatever I can to give you hope. Yeah. yeah. I would cry if a high school teacher like presented this to us. I'd be like, what? <laughs> it's so like, heartfelt. It's, it's, it's got a really cool intention. Yeah, it does. Like he, as a teacher, is, you know, concerned for his students and maybe doing things outside of his comfort zone, I feel like us as music therapists can kind of relate as, you know, we work with our clients yeah. on, you know, on the bare minimum level, like client preferred music, but I mean, on, on the deeper level, I mean, just having to stretch ourselves emotionally and mentally to, you know, support the clients in whatever they're needing from us. Yeah, that's good. I agree with that. Um, I just think that this song, like it's, I know you wrote it for like 
2020 and everything that we're going through, but it really couldn't have come at a better time because I feel like it applies to, um, I don't know about everybody else, but 2020 has not just been COVID and that'd be the only like crap thing that's happened this year. And so, um, Mm. it kind of applies outside of that for me as well to, um, other issues, you know, that we face this year and, um, kind of gives me that, that beacon of hope for Mm. a better 2021 fingers crossed (laughs) Um, better country too ready to just call it correct yeah let's just say 2021 now you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and like kind of what you were saying gabby i think we can all relate to the song as therapists and and what john was saying too and with 2020 because it's like on one level, you could think about the song with us helping our clients, but then it's like also helping our clients in a pandemic where we ourselves are going through so many different issues and experiencing mm. the trauma of the pandemic. And we need a lighthouse, but we also sometimes need to be that lighthouse for our clients. And um, just finding that balance between those kind of roles and seeing like, I could almost see myself in the song from both the perspective of the students that he's singing to and as kind of the narrative voice. And it's like finding that balance in the year, trying to do self-care, find our own lighthouses, um, because we are that for other people in our roles in times. Mm. That's the paradox right there. (laughs) (laughs) Which one am I? Which character am I in this? Right. And I mean, Chris was saying with like the sugar coat line, he was even saying like, yeah, like you can do meditation, but it's not going to be easy. And I like the whole song is a paradox too, in a way. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, paradox. (laughs) So going into the practice and and clinical mindset. I think it would be really cool to use this song as a prompt for yourself and use this song as kind of like a template for you to write a song for your client, but not necessarily to share with them, but for you to Mm. have and experience as kind of like a reflective reflexive reflexive exercise for yeah just for yourself so in the first verse writing what are you seeing with this client what are your feelings around working with this client or group of clients and then a course of some sort and then in the second verse making it a little bit more action oriented like, what's an experience that could happen next session? I feel like that would be the perfect thing to do and then take to supervision. Like, oh, here's, yes. here's what I'm going through right here. You know, like, just yeah. lay it all out. Right. Uh, it's a powerful processing tool, especially as musicians. Like, I got kind of chills thinking about, like, oh, what would that look like if I sat down and did that exercise? Um, Because there's probably, yeah, a lot to unpack that (laughs) to take to supervision. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's kind of what I was thinking about uh, using this song um, to kind of process this year and transitions and everything with my interns um, Mm -hmm. and talking about um, 
because I I feel like there's not um, a whole lot of self help talk in like undergrad, and then you're thrown into your internship full time, and then it's um, you know now be a music therapist, and so don't get burnt out. Hope you have fun. So <laughs> taking the time to like really pour in about self help and like this is um, how to maybe put up some boundaries and um, how do you process. Um, I work with seniors, so death is a part of our um, internship. Um, mm. And so how do you process that? Um, let's go on and set up some tools for you to be equipped when that time comes. Um, okay. And really focus in on like that second verse What and take that as a prompt to kind of brainstorm, you know, what, what will work for you. Mm. Ooh, and what if like the the hook was kind of your like purpose statement or like your why yeah. statement um, to kind of connect everything back? Because um, that's what the song kind of does. It's like he's yeah. saying like it's a lighthouse and and that's the purpose of the song that he keeps coming back to. Because um, I know that's one thing that's been helping me through the pandemic is I wrote it down on a sticky note, kind of like, you know, what's the purpose of my business and my work um, to really help drive that. But it could be cool to put that in that hook to come back to in between the verses. Definitely. That's good. I definitely thought of more like what could I do with this song or something similar in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one thing I like about... Uh, using different uh, rap and hip hop tracks is sometimes I feel like in the same way that I like to bring, you know, maybe an unfamiliar song to a lyric analysis. um, This would be, I think even more interesting. I I always like to, you know, make sure I'm very well versed in whatever song, especially if I'm going to have to do rapping. Right. So, I also feel like there's an element of musical buy-in. I always love the opportunity when I can like somebody's like, Oh, Tupac. And I'm like, okay, Tupac, here's some Tupac songs and just do it. And kind of like blow their mind a little bit because, (laughs) because then it's like, wow, like it's, this person has put in effort in learning, you know, before I, they've even met me, you know? And that's why I think having like, some songs up your sleeve from different genres can be uh, super impactful, um, especially if you're coming across a lot of, you know, different groups of people. Um, you know, if your facility is the kind of place that has a lot of turnover and you see different, you know, different mm-hmm. clientele all the time. Um, I think that that's cool just to try and slowly diversify, not just, uh, you know, rapping, but, you know, alternative and rock and, you know, metal and indie and, you know, just, you know, all these kind of songs that are in that you all talk about are great ones to, you know, just file away. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing too, is like, because they might not know it, well, most likely, right. Um, this could be a really good one that they, there's not a lot of personal connections that they wouldn't feel like they can't rewrite things, rearrange mm-hmm. things. I always find it hard when somebody, you know, if I work hard to learn, I don't know, some song with rap in it and, you know, it's one of their favorite songs. It's sometimes really hard to deconstruct a song that, you know, super well, because you can't not think of the original. So, um, I think deconstructing, you know, the second verse, you know, what do you, what do you do to, 
you know, get balanced to take care of yourself. Uh, what would you tell, uh, you know, that might be what I would take with it in the second verse is if somebody's in a dark place, like what would you tell yourself? What would six months in the future you tell yourself right now? Mm. Um, cause you know, this could just as easily be for the person in the song, not for the students or whatever as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, and you know, the beats, simple enough that you could, you know, teach people to beat and you could even do a live performance of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even taking apart the beat and recreating it yeah. as your own. Yeah. yeah. Recreative yeah. experiences and yeah, yeah. technology experiences with it too. Mm-hmm. Sampling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've been um, getting really into this app called Koala and it's basically a sampler that you can download onto your iPad or iPhone or just whatever mobile device you use. And I mean, it does everything that like a really expensive sampler does. And then it's only like $4 and you can um, import audio, but you can also record audio like from your environment as well. And so I think it'd be cool to um, take the, we were talking about how like lo-fi, how it sounds like lo-fi and you got, mm-hmm. you know, the warm vinyl sounds and um, the the trumpet. I think it would be cool to just chop up a sample of that, of that sample. <laughs> so sample the sample. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just like mess with it and you know play around with it and be creative with it yeah and um kind of similarly i was thinking um when i kind of sat down with the song what kind of ideas i decided uh, because of my podcast uh like how would i use this for adults with disabilities and i think it would work really well um i would probably do like a movement or a drumming um intervention and kind of lock into that strong beat and then with um, with COVID, kind of have a discussion either before or after, probably focusing more on the hook and kind of mm-hmm. have that discussion with the group because everyone's having a hard time this year. And then um, with the trumpet too, I thought that could be a really cool thing to kind of take out as a sample and put in some kind of button format, whether that's online or in person on a different electronic device. Um, Because then for somebody who maybe has more limited mobility, that could be an opportunity where like, you know, you pause the song and cue them and they get to hit that trumpet Mm. sound, which could be really cool. I like that. That's cool. And also I feel like, I, don't, I could be wrong, but I feel like hip hop's not the first genre people think of when they start working with adults with disability, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> hip hop should be incorporated, and you know, it's it's, it's music they're going to like. But I mean, I have talked to facilities that are like, yeah, when people come in, they just sing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," which is, <sighs> just it drives me nuts. <laughs> don't like get this, me started um, on that. Yeah, <laughs> well, come to my podcast. That's what I talk about for like thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is my TED talk. Right. Everyone, stop listening to this one and go to Bonnie's podcast. <laughs> I go on and on about that and kind of age-appropriate stuff with adults with disabilities. But I feel like um, this kind of song, uh, and this song specifically, you could use to really um, validate listening preferences and and uh, their age experiences as hip hop's music that you know, all, like 
the general adult population is listening to. So they, they're probably listening to it too and they probably enjoy it and it's okay to use it. Yeah. Not only do I think you're right, Bonnie, about uh, that population, but I think generally music therapy is fearful of uh, using, <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. using hip hop. I mean, that's why like, you know, somebody like, you know, Mike Viega does a presentation and like hundreds of people show up and like they mm-hmm. all have to stand up in the room because. Uh, and they all ask the same question, too. <laughs> <laughs> what songs do we use? Is it OK to use songs out of cursing? Yeah. And it depends on your facility. Yeah. All kinds yeah. of things. Your facility, yeah. who you're working with, your comfortability. Right. Yeah. 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 And that kind of brings up the conversation of um, appropriation versus like appreciation Mm. as music therapists. Um, But also just within the context of this song too, like Paradox and um, his producer, DJ Sean P, they're both white males. And so they're expressing themselves in Um, rap and hip hop which is rooted in and like still a heavily part of um, black culture and black community Um, and I mean like they're not the only ones that do it like I mean we talked about Eminem earlier and um, you know there's there's Mac Miller like rest in peace Um, and you know there's even like not non-white artists so there's a lot of um mm-hmm. asian artists who are within the rap and hip-hop scene like i'm i've become a really big fan of rich brian um and so and female and latin artists and yeah, yeah yeah so i think it's when we're listening to this music and when we are um having experiences with our clients um with rap and with hip-hop i think it's it's really important to understand where you're located within um, within society and like the context of the music that's from you know this culture. Yeah, I think that's a general thing that gets treated kind of flippantly in music therapy too. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know. I just know like in education, you know, it's like, here's a repertoire list and you feel like you're checking the box of all kinds of different, um, you're basically appropriating a bunch of genres, you know, and you're like, (laughs) um, but yeah, I think especially considering, you know, what could you be triggering? What? And the thing is like, if you're just looking up a rep list, you're not going to know you have to like, I, that's why I always love diving in and learning a lot about the artists, um, a lot about their life and the culture around them. And I, I'll, I like doing like a, a study basically on people for multiple reasons. The other thing I like to do is like, I'm just like a person who holds random jeopardy like information in my brain and nothing <laughs> important in my brain. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> but it's one of those things that I always like to know, like, why is this name paradox? Why do I have to know that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know why, but it's the kind of thing I would bring out the song. He's like, Oh, you know, he goes by paradox because blah, blah, blah. Like I love knowing more than just the song. 
um, mm. and the context of why they wrote it and uh, whatever and how it fits into the greater songbook of whatever mm-hmm. genre it is in the time it was from. And I feel like if you treat those kind of things reverently, you know, it's funny because, you know, in music school, we're taught to treat Bach reverently and Beethoven mm-hmm. reverently and all these mm-hmm. people. But it's like we don't nobody tells us and usually we're laughed at for treating pop music reverently. And it's like that's yeah. actually what we're going to be working with, like mm-hmm. almost all the time. Yes, that's so, so true. <laughs> that's a big pet peeve of mine, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Because since I feel like in undergrad, people would be like, "My favorite artists are this and this and this," and I, mine were like a bunch of pop music, and there was like a weird kind of like shame thing in music school. But for sure, mm-hmm. if anything, our curriculum should have had more genres, yeah, and, and less of the classical heavy kind of training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and like like we talked about before, like knowing, you know, your your boundaries too. Like, also, like, can can I rap? Like, can I actually do this? And what does it sound like when I rap? Like, have you recorded yourself and listened to that? Like, um, which it's you know the same as anything else. You know, the first time you hear it, you're like, oh wow, that is not good. Um. And if you're not familiar with it, it's like, should you pull that out, of, pull that out like a magic trick or should you, you know, let that woodshed and maybe that's a better time to use recorded music. So. I like, I know my limits when it comes to it because like I can do the music part all day, but I definitely cannot rap. <laughs> so, um, as we were talking about earlier, um, you know, when people ask, you know, what rap repertoire do I need to bring in? It's like you need to understand yourself and, you know, what your what your comfort level is and also, like, is what you're doing um, actually beneficial or is it just for, you know, novelty? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I learned how to rap, so I'm going to bring it in. It's like, should you do that? Because that might be a little bit more harmful than actually beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. And just because I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, live and die on the hill of patient preference. And that's not always like, you know, the most important thing. And sometimes in school we are told that it is, mm-hmm. uh, but it can a recorded piece be supplemental in that time. Like, is that a good yeah. time to use recorded music? Um, in honestly, in over the past like year, like in, in the spaces I've been clinically, I've been using almost like pretty much primarily recorded music and then manipulating recorded music. That's awesome. I love recorded music. It gets a bad rep. Yeah. Like there, there is an art to using recorded music. And especially if like, you know that you can't do it justice or yeah, like bringing that in and those artists and those pieces, you know, can be, yeah, just really, really therapeutic. And yeah, you might be playing it through like a speaker and it's not yourself, but I don't know. I think recorded music is just as important as live music. It is. Definitely. And with the population that I work with, with dementia, that 
they me singing fly me to the moon they might recognize the song um but hearing frank sinatra sing it it takes them back to a place you know and Mm. there's like a connection to that recording of that singer um and that arrangement and everything so there is like some times that you can't do the song the same justice i don't think you can ever really do the song the same justice as a recording Mm -hmm. um it's just what you grew up with and listened to on repeat um Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I feel like recorded music is a great answer for any music therapists that are, that are scared of appropriating. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I feel like that fear can add to the cycle of like, well, I just can't, like, I can't do it. And I, you know, I feel incompetent in it, but then it's like, Oh, but if you're not educating, if you're not understanding the history, then it's, it's a disservice to the clients that do prefer hip hop. If, if we're not, constantly trying to educate ourselves more and then recorded music could maybe be um an outlet as um therapists after reflecting or if you know if rapping is like oh that like i shouldn't rap if that's a decision a music therapist comes to then maybe those elements maybe elements playing with like the beats and and Mm -hmm. as long as you keep understanding it and come from that intentional place um i think that's kind of where the answer lies Mm-hmm. And like appropriation versus appreciation. And I I agree with what you said, Gabby, about like the novelty aspect. I think that happens a lot mm-hmm. where it's like, we're going to do hip hop today. And it's like the one day of the year we're doing hip hop. Yeah. And um, uh-uh. nope. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's not a, it shouldn't be a theme day. It should it should be like I'm using this music because it's important for my client, not because I think it's important. Mm-hmm. And um. Like, where, where's the goal lying? Is it with you as an educator feeling like you're bringing in something new? Or is it within like, oh, this is something that's really important and culturally important to my clients. And how can I bring this in as respectfully as possible? Yeah. And also not being afraid to learn from your clients as well. Like right. When I was working, um, I worked in a acute psych for a little bit and I was uh, working with some teens who were um, primarily from underserved communities. And they taught me so much that I did not mm. know. Um, yeah. It was just really useful. You know, like it, it helped me understand them more. It helped, you know, me learn more music. And yeah. Yeah. And that, that aligns with the philosophy of mine of like the client is an expert in the session. Totally. Mm-hmm. And that really like kind of client centered approach. And, and, um, I think that really aligns with that where it's like you can learn as much from them and they they know as much as they need as they know to like help their treatment as you do too and kind of that more collaborative um approach yeah yeah cool that was a lot um thank you paradox for giving us such paradoxes to, <laughs> to ponder discuss to explore. And <laughs> no it's good though pondering paradoxes over here <laughs> So, guys, if you want to find more from Paradox, you can check him out at paradoxhiphop.com. Um, he doesn't have anything specific. He doesn't have anything specific upcoming. But those that are interested can follow him on Spotify and um, stay up to date with new releases. And, uh, and Chris and Bonnie, where can our listeners find you? 
You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rhythmic Roots Music Services. And then my podcast also has its own Instagram at Navigating Adulthood and IDD. And then from there, you can find other ways to reach me, YouTube, Pinterest, etc. Pinterest. I do have a Pinterest. I just wanted to say, like, um, thanks for creating a space where we could talk about cultural appropriation. I am a white female, so I'm definitely not the expert, but I think it's important as clinicians that we continue to read research, listen to songs of genres maybe we don't, and self-reflect um, to improve just not only as clinicians, but kind of as a human too, to keep learning about other cultures. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cultural humility. Yeah. Yeah, we... Uh... We're glad that this can be a space to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anybody that's interested that wants to follow my podcast, the easiest place to get all the links is uh, Linktree. That's L I N K T R dot E E slash make dot more dot music. Um, on Instagram, we're at make dot more dot music. And the clinic is at U of L M T C. So. It's any of the places if you're interested in checking out any of our stuff and just search Make More Music in your favorite podcast player if all of that was too hard. <laughs> yeah. Well. Also, quick plug for the Tech Nook, which bow, bow, bow. some of us are part of. <laughs> it's a cool new uh, collaborative technology resource where you can learn more about different approaches using technology within clinical practice and for clinical practice. All right, so with that, we are going to sign off by listening to Lighthouse by Paradox. Bye. 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 <laughs> this is that lighthouse shining out across the troubled seas. Some men come to me, discover love and peace. A safe place of refuge amidst the rising waves that harbor in the storm work to keep the night. Yo, there's the ups and downs, but no doubt that I want to tough it out. Maybe I suffer now, and then it comes around. No telling what I found, it's buried underground. Safe to say the sums and amount too much to count. So when I number blessings, it's a humbling lesson. A truly beautiful view, like when the sun is satin. And if it's oozing on you, then tell me what's depressing. I guess I ain't got a clue on what these students question. Feeling like each day is one more than I deserve. But these you seem to take it like some kind of curse Can't even find the words to hide inside a verse Heart swelling in my chest like it's trying to burst Don't let the darkness tell you what your life is worth Let the light in first because your cries are heard I know it rides your nerves and it's a big effort Plus it might get worse before it gets better See I was never a fan of the sugar coat But I'll do whatever I can to help you look for hope Keep your ship afloat if you're pinned against the ropes Or simply missing folks on that sentimental note I don't pretend to know if in the end some sense is shown But convinced the most uplifting sure visit the cynic's road A beacon through the seasons, keep it in your scopes A decent reason for believing when the wind is cold This that lighthouse shining out across the troubled seas Some and come to me, discover love and peace A safe place of refuge amidst the rising waves That harbor in the storm won't to keep the night at bay So if the clouds gather and the lightning crashes Know you're not alone, we can fight the sadness Please believe me, despite the signs of distress No one's life has to wind up shipwrecked.
Yes, now take a deep breath We all just need the grace enough to make it each step It helps us keep check when beset by regrets And seeking wellness could never be a weakness So if the daily crazy leaves your evening sleepless Embrace some basic ways to de-stress and refresh A bit of fresh air may be the best care For a better headspace, meditate to get there Don't neglect connections, don't let wounds fester But don't agonize on bad ties that you've severed Don't forget to listen, don't burn bridges Mend fences in your friendships when they turn distant Lean into the tension Don't fear the silence It's not about the quiet But what you might hear behind it Don't mind the climate Or what the waves destroyed Sometimes the breaking points Are where we find the greatest joy This that lighthouse Shining out across the troubled seas Something they come to me Discover love and peace A safe place of refuge Amidst the rising waves That harbor in the storm Walk to keep the night at bay So if the clouds gather And the lightning crashes Know you're not alone We can fight the sadness Please believe me Despite the signs of this Stress, no one's life has to wind up shipwreck.